Praise God. I know that's right. No matter how hard it is. Thanks for calling Hope we Remain Finish yet. We have to finish yet. There's so much to life ahead. We've got so much to do. Well, y'all finna hear me crunching on these chips. We all the way live. Um, but uh, 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 let me see you too. Unfortunate for you guys. Um, hello, everybody. You're gonna Oof. hear me crunching on these chips. So very sorry, I'm very hungry. <laughs> hey, y'all, what's up? What's up, guys? Uh, Sam, you you not speaking today? <laughs> I was. <laughs> it's very much a whole for maintenance day. What's up, y'all? What it is, huh? What's up? I went too far. I got mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, you know I'm when somebody drag you into the singing, but you like, how long do we have to do this? And then we start dragging it. And got then it. we, you know, I'm got like, it. Oh, what it is, oh, what's up? Okay. The audience said y'all are dragging it. Okay, got Correct. It. Got it. So, maintenance check. How are y'all feeling today? Lene's feeling hungry. That's why she's not saying nothing. <laughs> How are y'all feeling today? I feel amazing. Uh, me and Sim were talking offline right before this that I went to the, I went. I don't know if I'm going to give them a shout out because they haven't done the procedure yet. So if they suck, then oh. we'll go back. But I went to the, uh, what is it called? Hair, a hair, I don't know. Hair I'm, laser removal. Hair laser removal place today, mm-hmm. this morning. Got my little consultation. I'm getting a little uh, laser hair removal on the lower neck. You know what I mean? So I can say bye to ingrowns. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm good. God is good. Um, all the time. And all the time. <laughs> Amen. Can I get like another guy? Okay, got it. But um, yeah, I think. I've and all the time, guys, good. But come on now. <laughs> but yeah, I've just been good. Life has been really, really good. I've been really patient. Um, I've been really present. I've been taking my time. I've just, I just been, I don't know. I've just been good. Like, honestly, just been really, really good. I saw something today that said, um, uh, you can't impress God. Mm. Like God gave you the gifts. Like you can't Ooh. you can't impress God, you know. <laughs> and mm-hmm. something about that just really, really blessed me. Yeah. Cause like sometimes I even am trying to like make sure that I'm impressive to God. Mm-hmm. And I think in that there was that confirmation of like that's not the goal. Right. Right. The goal is to bless God. The goal Amen. is to honor God. Mm-hmm. The goal isn't to like impress God with the gifts that he gave to me. How are you going to impress me with what I gave to you, sweetheart? I gave, I gave it to you. Mm. <laughs> I knew you could do it. You didn't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, i just been in that, in that energy, in that flow. Um, traveling is kind of wearing on me a little bit, though. So maybe mm. it's my little piece to say, like, take your vitamins, guys. Honestly, I'm drinking tea right now because, you know, I'll, I'll leave again in, uh, t- tomorrow. No, the day after tomorrow. So I'm just, like, not used to flying weekly. You want to I'm, I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> I chose to go to New York instead, so I'm gonna be in New York uh, doing a podcast out there. But, but yeah, it's just like I feel good. Long story short, I feel really good. You look good, friend. Thank you. So, Thank I'm you happy so much. for you. Yeah. Um. The the people were not upset. We're not upset. The people were not happy with our absence, mm. and I learned this through your live. I bet somebody came on my live yesterday. I went on live impromptu, and yeah. Buddy was like, "Caps, what happened to this past week?" Oh, yeah, the person that came on was like, yeah, I, I would listen for y'all every morning on Wednesdays and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mm, mornings because we come on at night. But still, the read still stood that we were not there. And he knew we last missed week, it. Last week, and he like, was not happy about that. Okay. And I was like, damn. But, um, Lenezy, hmm? you ready? <laughs> you ready, B? I'll just uh, scroll back when I'm done. Let me ask Sorry. 
<laughs> He's talking about each of each vitamins. I'm eating Doritos. Eating Doritos. If Doritos are your vitamins, who are they? They're what I have. Um, I don't know. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. <laughs> I today's a running a run around day for sure. I've had meeting, another meeting, call, briefing, mm-hmm. nail appointment, podcast, UPS store. Um. But I got some really good information today. I'm getting like affirmed over and over mm. and over again. Travel is wearing on me. I'm going to Essence to work. Um, I will be being celebrated at Essence though. That's so right. a cool thing is I get to go to the Crown Act Awards and they're giving me an award. They made a little video package. I know that's right. You know, like when MC Light's voice comes on, I think of the BET Awards over somebody's <laughs> like, I don't know, montage, but it won't be MC Light. But I read the the guest thing. It's going to actually be hosted by someone who's a mentor of mine, who I haven't spoken to in a minute. So mm. she don't, but she don't be like wagging her finger at me. She yeah. literally always texts me a message I need when I need it. It's mm. a little scary. And I'm a person that like, I don't know if anyone else can empathize with this, but I really enjoy my relationships for what they are. Mm-hmm. And you can text me off the basis of our relationship for something that you need and I will send it to you. And I'm very much like that with other people, but sometimes it makes me feel bad because I know sometimes some people want more, but my mentors never made me feel that way. Mm. Um, And like I said, literally every time she texts me, it could just be a word, a very short message, a sentence, but it'll be exactly what I need in that moment. So I plan to have dinner with her. It's a touchdown in New Orleans, but so yes, she's gonna be hosting. Um, Tabitha Brown's going to be there. I love her. She also was just pouring into me last week when I was in Miami. Um, Brittany Griner's going to be in the building, which is mm, really cool. I hope yes. I get to meet her. Um, and a lot of other MC Light will also be on the program, but a lot of <laughs> other dope black right. women. So yeah. it's, it's really exciting. Essence, I went my first time last year, and it feels like a convening of love. Mm. So I'm excited to go again, and I also I've been invited to a few things, but I also said to myself like I'm not interested in running around. Mm. I'm not interested in being places like, and not to sound crass, not interested in being places that I'm. I'm not interested in running myself ragged to be places that aren't paying me to be there. Correct. And that just is what it is. Like I just I need to rest. So I'm going to take my respite where I can. I'm going to walk down the streets of New Orleans whenever I can and just enjoy myself. Um, but beyond that, I'm so ready to take my break. And Sam came up with this really dope idea for me to take my break in the parking lot and not make my feel like make my audience feel like they were missing something. Mm-hmm. And she can attest to the fact that I kept telling my team, "I know we got to do something. <laughs> I don't have it in me to do it. Voiceover, don't want to do it. Sit in the parking lot in different outfits and change my shirt, don't want to do it. And it sounds little, but like when you've been put it, when you've been putting your feet to the fire over and over again, yeah. woo. Um, I really wanted to sing. Niggas are continue. tired. Yes. I get it. Niggas are tired, yeah. and I For know sure. you're tired. You know that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but she came up with this dope idea to invite people to essentially like take over the parking lot. I guess you guys are hearing it here first. So I'm gonna pass the mic to different creators who are gonna come up. My girl Lene said she needed a break. This was going on. And I'm really excited to see what that's they do so with cute. that. I'm yeah. so excited. Oh, and so the lineup cute. we have is so fun. Um, we have creators who care about things, but are also just like funny. So I'm so excited mm-hmm. to see them have fun with it. Oh, and wow. I can just sit back and everybody can enjoy and the fun. 
That's so good. Watching them. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this break. Learning new things, being affirmed in other ways, and ready to sit back and relax. And whatever does not get done by maybe next Monday, it might be this Thursday before I get on the plane. Whatever doesn't get done by then, it won't get done until I get back. Mm-hmm. And that just is what it is. And that's just that on that. You said a thing, though, friend. You were like, you know, no more. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> no more running myself ragged for the things not paying me. But heavy on the no more running myself ragged even for the things that pay me. Mm. Because, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is that serious. And I promise you, if you can listen to that advice from anyone, listen to it from me. Um, a person that ran themselves ragged for years because I felt like I had something to prove. Baby, mm-hmm. nothing is that serious. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. Like, relax, calm down, because if you're not here, you can't do the things. Um, and even with what Lene is saying, the reason I was even able to come up with good ideas, our last meeting, is because I finally calmed down <laughs> and let other people do their things. Yeah. Then I focused on my thing. Now my thing good, you yeah. know? Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. That makes so much sense. Like, we just got to calm down. So, which leads me to my maintenance check. Um, y'all, I went to sleep last night to one of those, like, like guided meditation things that puts you in a deep sleep mm-hmm. would still be sleep right now if it wasn't for my man waking me up. I don't know where I went, don't know where I was at, but it was the best sleep I have ever gotten in my life. Oh yeah, share that when you when we get up. I yeah, will. Absolutely. I was un- at first. I was like, man, look at this white lady talking about. <laughs> I was gone. It was. I was. Mm, I can't wait to go to sleep tonight. Oh. But um, I've been giving my kids morning and night routines um so i've been trying to get a little night routine in myself i I won't be greedy and try to do both Mm -hmm. but um i've been trying to give myself some routines and it really just makes the difference so um i am feeling a little cozy right now and ready to sleep i have a bunch to do before i also have to travel um but i'm doing good traveling i am going to see my mama for her birthday Mm -hmm. this weekend so and my little sister so I'll be really holding for maintenance. So um, I'm pretty sure, Lene, whatever doesn't get done by Thursday is what it is. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're all taking the breaks that we need. So it's time to get into. We have um, a customer service letter. Oh. <laughs> but y'all don't like me, so you didn't see it. You didn't respond. Fair. And, uh, not oh. fair. That's correct. <laughs> no, I remember. Not I remember. fair. Let me do my jingle. Okay. Okay. What was it again? We don't have one. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, he ain't never had customer one. service. Ding ding. No, it's two dings. Okay. It changes <laughs> was it? Time. Was it that. a ding? Just one ding before? I thought it was like a, a customer service. But okay. Okay. Um. Okay. So this person actually slid in my, slid in my DMs. Okay. Um. I decided it would be good for all of us to answer. It's a specific, like, race-related question. Mm-hmm. But um, here it goes. This person says, not sure if you're going to see this, but I'm going to try anyway. I guess I didn't have to read that part. Um, when white folks are talking to me about slavery, they point out that our own people sold us to the white man and that it is partly our fault. How do I respond to that? I'm researching to come up with an educated response is there a book you can recommend that can help me? I enjoy following up. Much continued success. 
I want to take a stab at it first. You want to start? I about to say you want to start. Oh, fine. I mean, I just feel like I'm going to answer it, but I feel like there are other nuances you guys could speak to. I'll say this. Um, you, when we're hearing the story back, yes, it sounds like our people sold us into slavery. No, they didn't. Like, what happened at that time was not abnormal. Um, people traded between tribes, you know, if me and you went to war, you in one tribe, I'm in another tribe, you lose, now you give me some of your people, I take them home with me, and maybe they are a wife to somebody, or they are serving, or whatever, they're now a part of my community and my tribe. So the people, the people, <laughs> our ancestors were not thinking that people were going to literally take us across the ocean and quarter us, kill us, maim, you know what I'm saying? Like they were, they in their wildest dreams didn't think that that was happening. They thought they were participating in something that was already natural to their communities. So it's really important mm -hmm. that before we take on these ideas of our people sold us into whatever, they had no idea the atrocities of slavery was what was to come for these people. And also I keep saying, Africa is a continent, not a country. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Everybody just like, we don't feel like us in Canada is man's, <laughs> but we live on the same continent, <laughs> but we don't really have any loyalty to each other because we have our way of life and our customs and our we thing. And NATO. they, <laughs> <laughs> you were gonna say that? Oh, okay. But yeah, like we have respect, mm -hmm. you know? But we don't we don't feel a homey togetherness just because we're on the same continent. So it's the same thing there. So we we got to. What really is the it when it says it's partly our fault? What is the it they're referring to? Racism is partly our fault. Slavery. slavery. He said when he's talking when white people are talking to them about slavery. Mm -hmm. Then what? Re read the rest. They point out that our people sold us to the white man and that it is partly our fault. That slavery is partly our fault. Mm -hmm. And that's relevant to the conversation today because what? The way we're treated right now is a partly because of us as well? I think it's more of the like scapegoating and distancing oneself and culture from the things. It sounds like, I guess I'm just wondering, like, what is the relevance in this conversation right now? Are, are, are we trying to make slavery less of a thing? Or are you trying to make the byproduct of slavery less of a thing? Like, if you're trying to say that we probably had a had a, a hand in slavery, so now because of the byproduct of slavery, which is what's going on in the disenfranchisement of black people now, is that the connection here? Or are we just talking about, like, what sparked enslaved people and how that's probably us as well, and that contributes to what, just slavery in general? It sounds to me like it's one of those conversations where white people are telling us to shut up about slavery because we caused it. Mm -hmm. um, and he's kind of trying to figure out how to respond to that or should he accept that and shut up because we call slavery i feel like too it, it gave me black on black crime talk, talk when white people say like you know well, black people kill the black people right like uh, and almost make it sense that that's like to undermine systemic racism and i think these kind of conversations to me I'm, I'm also not really big on charging the marginalized with explanation like mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like yeah, i don't know that white you, people yeah i don't know, I don't know <laughs> that you, like i don't know that you gotta find language to like defend what is pretty unanimous um so I, I don't have much advice outside of running different circles but if you just mm. feel compelled to like want to mm. say something without using your hands um mm, please. I, th I, th I think it's i think yeah no i'm gonna go ahead and stick with my first with the former go ahead and run in different circles leave that one on red i'm, I'm okay i think that's a good i'm okay and leave i don't there. yeah how you end up being in conversation with white people about slavery <laughs> That is the not supportive. That like, maybe 
try to avoid the end as much as you can, but you cannot always. And I think there's sure. also a longing for, even if you see this type of information or conversation happening in um, the whitosphere or whatever, like on Twitter, on Reddit, on Fox News, whatever, you want to have language for it. Like you might be so frustrated by it and misunderstand yeah. it yourself and not really um, know how to respond. So I can get wanting to find a response, but I think um, Sim explained it completely. Slavery itself has existed since the Bible was written. We know about Pharaoh, let my people go. Like mm -hmm. it was something that existed um, especially on the African continent. Um, and also like in, in just so many different areas of the world, slavery existed in a specific type of way. Western slavery and chattel slavery is a European invention and look completely different to what any type of slavery known to man existed as, period, point blank, before white people came over there. Because nobody was using black people, nobody was commodifying large groups of black people to produce insanely amounts, insanely large amounts of crops. And so the purpose of Western slavery was essentially for black people to serve as manpower to these factories that produce cotton, to produce indigo, to produce tobacco, rice, all these things. Yeah. So they needed so many people in order to do that. Do that. And I feel like I did explain it on one of the different episodes of this podcast, they did insane amount of things to break the psyche of groups of individuals so they could be enslaved and so they could be like literally they tried to get indentured servants white indentured servants to do the labor white people was not made for it they also didn't feel they also did not feel okay treating white people like they would have treated indigenous people or black people they tried to make native americans slaves Native Americans had home fort advantage and got up out of here before they could be taken. Like, and it's funny, but like, it's not because black people knew nothing about anything coming over here and had nowhere to go. So um, you can use all of this to figure out like your responses. This is all con facts. This is all context. And when I first read your message, I was just like, nuance is king. People really don't. Yep. care to think about nuance they just want to say words they just want to distance themselves they just want to be argumentative what argumentative and contrarian and bigots and so to obio's point these are also conversations you're still probably not going to win because they're going to find something else to say that somebody on fox news said to them sure. that, th that they think can be blanket logic to apply to an entire thing that has so many different nuances <laughs> um but guess what it's still all white people's fault every day at the end of the day so that's that on that but wait, um, <laughs> but wait. Hmm. i just also like want to reiterate to you that you can make all the sense in the world and when mm -hmm. somebody just wants to be racist, they're just going to be racist. So mm -hmm. I second running in different circles because all of the facts that you just spit are going to sound like. Yeah. That's a very tone deaf comment. Yeah. From a white person. It's a very tone deaf comment. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I don't true. think they know what that means. They don't get any tone that's not theirs. Yeah. So mm. there's yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Is that one? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all I have. Okay. Praise God. Mm -hmm. So. Is it time for mm -hmm. niggas online? Yeah, that was really that was really that was janky. Cause mind you, we were all waiting on the cue from Houston. I don't do the cue. Oh, queue. it was me. That's I was a drama, and you over here like just rocking, like it <laughs> happened. Well, speaking of tone deaf, I know 
a tone that is not okay. Sorry. I would like to. Um... <laughs> Well, don't just go past her little segue, Lene. I don't like how you did my sister like that. No, I wasn't. Speaking of tone down, she was trying to do a little tone thing. I was just going to say for the community, um, I don't, I actually don't know that I've heard someone from the hard of hearing community, but I've heard that tone deaf is no longer politically correct. Oh. Um, but I also have not heard that from someone in a community tell me that. Okay. Um, but I did get a tap okay. on the shoulder for one of my videos where I said that. Um, okay. And I think we all know what we mean by it. And again, I'm just putting it out there. Oh, no, fair. Mm-hmm. I'm, all about, I'm all about adjusting language. Yes. It takes and nothing to adjust language. I am okay with tracking it from the record. Okay. And if we have offended anybody, just let us know. Absolutely. We are learning in real time. So it okay. is now time for Niggas Online. Woo. I think that it should have a two niggas online. Okay. Me too. I think two should work. I just feel like. Okay, so. fine, but that wasn't the intention of the thing. What do you it mean? was supposed to be like a. I don't know. I don't know. Never mind. Okay, okay. David Ruffin. I'll f- like. She's I'll not David Ruffin. Li- <laughs> I'll literally figure it out, but okay. I just I can't put into words what that I got you. Mm-hmm. jingle was supposed to do. I got you. Moving along. Right. It's the squint. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So. People are calling the submarine tragedy some kind of conspiracy thing. I don't know if it's the Little Mermaid video that has y'all, well, movie that has y'all feeling like people are trying to keep us from going under deep seas and this and that. Like, it's really crazy. And so um, I'm going to speak about it, but I will say. Y'all really have to chill. I'm a little late, though. Did they pass away? Just they chill. did. They did. So, my friend put me on in a car. Um, they apparently, they passed away immediately. So, we were just looking for them, not mm-hmm. knowing. But when they went down, just like the pressure and the vessel that they had and the, the vessel being damaged, once they got pers- past a certain point, it was like a bomb. And they, like, literally mm, eviscerated. Exploded. Mm-hmm. Mm. And apparently, like, oops, sorry. That was me patting my head like a... Anyways, yeah. Um, (laughs) But apparently, the Navy heard like the sonic, like the sonar Mm. when it happened, and didn't know. And as people were saying things about it, they couldn't just like reveal that it happened because then they would be revealing the location of their things for like world or like you know intercontinental, whatever. But yeah, uh, but they didn't feel any pain. So yeah. So one of the women, um, one of the families of the victims, um, specifically a lot of us knew that the youngest passenger was a 19-year-old and his dad. Mm -hmm. Um, The wife and mother of the 19-year-old boy and dad spoke about her, you know, just she was very happy for them at first. And to hear the news, you know, it was devastating. It was heartbreaking. And I'm going to read to you a couple of the comments. Don't believe the situation ever happened. Number one, why haven't we seen at least one pic of a group photo with them all together? Number two, they hired a videographer, and you mean to tell me she didn't catch one glimpse of any of them in her footage? Number three, you really want me to believe three billionaires were smart enough to generate that much wealth in their lifetime, but goofy enough to endanger themselves in a tin can controlled with a damn joystick? Number four, the billionaires have all this money and brains, but not one had sense, especially one who took his son, to even get one of their people to check it out. Number five, knowing the condition of the sub, no one was smart enough to think in the event of lost communication. Let's attach a cord to it just in case. If All we, right now, a cord and is we crazy. can really stop there. <laughs> a cord-
hard to scream. I want to hear the rest. I want to hear the rest. Keep going, please. Oh. I knew when I heard Goofy, it was going to give us Let's attach a cord to it (laughs) as a just-in-case if we ever need to pull it back up. None of this makes sense to me. Y'all, where do you work? (laughs) I will say for, like, numbers three and four, talking about money, smart, and sense, those two, those three things are not. They don't always go together. Fair. M- those those things do not always go Sense together. Don't really go together with. Especially generation A lot money. of people. Hello, mm-hmm. hello. And the other question, the other one, number with the joystick and the tin cam. I will only answer this question because once again, my friend was caught in a chokehold by this and did do all the reading. But mm-hmm. apparently, this little vessel had been used to take several trips by several rich people. There's a very small community of these like. They call themselves explorers. Like, don't how you gonna call yourself explorer? Don't know shit. Like, don't know shit about science. Like, I don't whatever. Christopher Columbus. Okay. And so, um, some man who's like the leading authority on um, underwater things told these niggas not to go. He told mm. them very often, "Do not go. This is dumb. Yep. It's not the right material." Right. And also, I just feel like me not knowing nothing about science knows. That you, we've not explored seventy five percent of our ocean because it's too deep, because yeah. it's too thick down there. We, yeah. what's going on? I think there's a hubris that comes along with that much money, though. Yes, and that's the other thing I was gonna say. And that's where the sense goes out the window. For sure. Because you just think that you got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm rich. Like, I can <laughs> mm-hmm. like my money is gonna like, float to the top. <laughs> and Please. And that, that wasn't how the game went. Um. Yeah, that's all I have to say. But like the sense comments, though, that don't go with the money. Um, and I yeah. can't say, I'll say this, mm-hmm. one of my, um, one of the guys in my production team, very sweet kid, noticed since he was in high school, he just went on a cruise and we were having a conversation the last time we filmed about, um, the young man who jumped off the ship, off a cruise ship on a dare. He was drunk, mm-hmm. um, died. I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and in shark infested waters as well. Um, and I asked it. Well, no, no, no. He just said, you know, it's it's a tragedy. It sucks for real, and I feel really bad for his family. Not so much him. And I just feel like that's the logic. Like that, it just makes sense. And I think I think often about wishing poorly or like not having grace or sympathy for God's other children. But just also, <laughs> He gave us free will, and some of y'all use that freedom to do dumb shit. So, yeah, yeah I do feel sorry for the family though. Yeah, families. The families, because they might have been like, hey, honey, please don't. This is mm-hmm. dumb. And they might have just been like, I'm going anyway. And now you're not back home. So, yeah, that's yeah, sad, for sure. I just want to make the point that a submarine is not a yo-yo. <coughs> Somebody thought it was. Why wasn't there a string attached? So they could just pull it <laughs> what back are you up talking about, Ajani? What are you talking about? <laughs> they thought why shouldn't we put and a she's string? she's so serious. And she's dead for real. She got 534 why likes. We... Why wouldn't y'all put a cord to it just in case so we could pull it back up? Like, nobody thought of that? You sound insane. But I'm curious to know what were the logistics in pulling it up in her mind? Like, was it going to be, like, another boat and, like, a bunch of people kind of giving a yank situation? Was it going to be, like, a (laughs) helicopter in the sky and they were going to attach it? it I feel, guys, to give her the most. Did we wrap the cord around the submarine or did we make, like, a keychain, like, pole at the side? And was it, like, a a three-two situation or was it just a kind of, like, right? Yeah. I want to know. To give her the most benefit of the doubt, I feel like the smartest way to attach a cord or even be thinking about that it's like an anchor situation on a boat fair 
to where it's like the boat is up the thing that something. makes sense in my mind. Okay. But again, I, I just want to see it's how it's still it goes. dumb. I mean, listen. To think a cord is gonna last this long down the. I need y'all to know how deep they were. But I think this whole scenario is not riddled with good decisions. Can, yeah. we, can we agree? <laughs> yeah. Can we kind of all kind of get like I don't think. And what's foolish. honestly crazy to me, y'all, is I heard about this and kept on pushing. Like it came across my timeline every now and then. But the amount of y'all who have become submarine experts, my friend included, I don't understand. <laughs> the amount of y'all who were so unserious about it, though. Like, people who were like, how y'all gonna celebrate when y'all come up from the water and everybody's doing jigs? You just see those memes? No. Y'all are so unserious. Wow. I can't. Like, somebody had SpongeBob down there with them. Oh, and they were saying Sandy's in there doing her little... Remember Sandy, the episode when Sandy had her guitar and she was yes. jamming? They were saying Sandy was serenading them. And why would you say that about people who are about to pass away? Down yeah. There That's not yeah. People are gonna be... <laughs> It made you, you died. Now, how does, I just want to know how Sandy got in it. You know what I mean? Like, leave, I said Sandy. Sandy don't bother nobody. But anyways, okay. What, yeah. what else you got going on? Yeah. So, uh, oh, go uh, ahead, friend. Is this still about this? Mm. Oh, I just also want to say, like, the, the amount of conspiracy theory behind it. Like, the next comment says, no one was on that submarine. They're trying to scare people from wanting to travel down there. What average Joe was going to do that shit? Nobody's going to the bottom. Nobody's going under the sea. Like, what are we talking about? Nobody wants to go down there and see what. What if Atlantis is down there? What if Ariel is down there? What if Namor is down there? That's for them. If Ariel down there kind of jamming though, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, because I was if saying Sebastian did sea. say right under the sea. Down here it's better. What? Right where it's wetter. What? Listen. What if it's like a Jamaican one too? Y'all want to be mad at You know. <laughs> No, I'm still not going, unfortunately. Got it. The okay. mermaids, I believe mermaids exist. Look at us. Anyways, I believe mermaids <laughs> exist simply because, I don't know, there's so many different parts of nature that repeat themselves, and we haven't seen mm. what's down in 75% of that hole, and I just wouldn't be surprised if it is some type of at least highly intelligent Fair. something that's down there. But what I do know is that they've stayed away from us, and while we're talking about the ocean, the sharks. Everybody in the ocean is telling us to get out. Don't know oh, aren't the sharks to... coming up or something the like that in Florida? The sharks are killing people. The sharks are eating mm. people. The orcas are organizing. It is <laughs> It is serious. Please. <laughs> it's serious. Pack they are up. attacking the <laughs> Cut her mic. I'm not... It just never gave ocean for me. I'm good on the ocean. Y'all got it. No. Give me a pool. Oh, it just like, never gave that. Swimming out, like, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not laughing. People are dying. You're not laughing. <laughs> no, I'm saying like about people who are meeting horrendous oh, fates. Fair. Like shark fair. attacks are fair. really scary. But also, what do you, I don't care if you're Michael Phelps. What are you doing swimming 30, 50, 60, 100 feet into the ocean? What are you doing that for? You can't see what's underneath you. They never gave that. Once I, once I saw that Disney movie where the girl lost her arm surfing, I don't even want to surf. I'm well, I remember that. I, I was okay. Mm -hmm. At least she's on Oprah too or something. I'm, I was okay. Y'all haven't. Mm. Yeah. But I'll just go down soon. So the next thing, I'm going to keep it short. Um, keep it black, because keep it I'm going to keep it black. I'm going to keep it brief. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to say I'm going to keep it black with this one because I'm not very proud of oh. what we have allowed to happen. Um, but basically, have y'all, y'all know who Sexy Red is? 
Y'all might not know her by name. My Gucci Ping, my booty hole brown. Isn't that her? <laughs> Why you said booty? My booty hole, yeah. Isn't that her? Okay. That okay. is her. Okay. Um, she's I'm out of town. I went my rent. So you <laughs> are part of the problem. Okay. And so am I. Okay. Um, <laughs> she made it to the BET Awards. Come on, BET. And right. Dang, there they was. They still invited me. That's when crazy. I, when I tell y'all, never mind. Go ahead. Okay. Praise there God. was um, an image taken of her, and Shade Room put up. No, it wasn't Shade Room. It was someone that posted it. Mm-hmm. Um, that video of Sexy Red rapping Pound Town in front of Bobby Jones is truly sending me. And basically... Wait, Bobby Jones gospel? Is it Bobby? Yeah. It must be Bobby Jones gospel. Because it didn't look like Bobby Jones. Wait, Bobby um, Jones gospel was at the BT? Wait, I guess that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, they always they always got a gospel. Yeah, you know, they got to have, they yeah. have that. Okay, praise God. Um, it must have been. I'm gonna show you guys a video while I explain it to the people, okay. so you can yeah. take a look and let me know if that's Bobby Jones' um, gospel. Because I'm like, Bobby, how dare you judge somebody? Oh, yeah. We that's saw him. your movie. That's him. Um, that's Bobby Jones' gospel. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. it makes sense. He was like, "What in the world? Oh, was he? Was he is happening? He was furious. He was very confused. Okay, very confused, very uncomfortable." Um, and somebody had posted about the fact that she represents every stereotype of black women mm. that is negative. Mm. And so here's here's my thoughts. Okay. I'm still gathering my I was scrolling on Twitter one day mm-hmm. when I saw somebody put up a cute little video like me when I'm on the way to be out of town with my friends. I'm out of town, thugging with my, okay. And uh, uh, my, well, uh, I was like, okay, this is a bop. It was a cute moment on TikTok. Suddenly, it grew mm-hmm. and grew and grew. Next thing you know, Onika was on there, and I'm like, okay, wow, this is this is big. Nikki did a um, feature. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> do I feel like this is a song that should be on the radio and like this is some groundbreaking thing? Like. I don't know if I feel that way. Is it a cute bop for TikTok? Yes. So I wanted to ask you guys, you know, how you feel about the fact that this is a mainstream song and everybody is singing, my baby need a new pappy. My, which you still dancing, (laughs) you're for it. Give her the Grammy. I don't know if I'm going to say for it as a real song. I didn't even know it was a real song, but what is a real song, right? Mm -hmm. I think I struggle with this. Because it feels almost like respectability politics mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just because I think black people also reserve the right to be ratchet. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we don't own the word. Like mm-hmm. white people, other races can be ratchet as well. I think we just kind of have made it seem like ghetto is this thing that only black people are. Which is why mm-hmm. I love when I see people like, like where two white people are fighting. People will say like, <laughs> people will be like, you know, look at these ghetto girls fighting. And mm-hmm. it's two white women, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think it's like this interesting space of like having to always be you know, on. And I think, am I going to say play the song? Is it on my playlist? No, right? Mm-hmm. Is it cute for me to do my little, I'm out of town. But some folks, it is on their playlist. And like, what do we say about them? Again, Bobby Jones, guys, I think this to me, BT gives this, to, BT Awards gives this to me. Like, <laughs> I saw the red carpet, it kind of gave this to me. Whew, I mean, th- those prom looks from a couple episodes again, I'm not going to do another rant, Woo! but good. <laughs> but, you know, Listen, Sir. <laughs> y'all got it, BT. So it's like, you know, and, and but it's weird because BT also hasn't always given this though. BT Wars used to be, mm-hmm. we were tuned in, we were locked in. It wasn't like you saw the aftermath; you were like locked in. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I struggle with like gauging whether or not she should or shouldn't behave or do or put out or or create because again, this is her art. 
I think the only piece I have is, I don't have a piece actually. I, I, I don't have a piece. I, I, I don't have a critique. I don't think I have one, man. Cause I don't, I, 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 I don't, I don't love the song. I wouldn't necessarily call her like, I don't know if she's a rapper, but mm -hmm. like, I don't necessarily know that she should stop doing anything. Mm -hmm. Cause you're well within your right to have a pink cooch in a brown booty hole. I think. I think that's what they are. So, irregardless. Air, everybody, I'm going to give nice. some comments. Okay. Like, <laughs> got it. Now. Somebody booty hole pink. But I'm going to give some context and food okay. for Purple thought. <laughs> it's been a long we push this shit and get mad if white people, and they spelled it like that. Yeah. I was w like, where did the accent come from? I was like, what is the accent? That didn't feel Jamaican. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> I don't an know accent. what that one was. It was a that wasn't people. boogie down or How nothing. How do y'all pronounce white people? White people. When somebody writes That's it like that. That's what they mean when they say that. White people <laughs> call us ghetto and ratchet when shit like this perpetuates it. How are we going to complain about the Grammys but moving like this? Someone also said, I remember as a kid feeling proud of the BET Awards and all the artistry. This year was so low budget and tacky. Mm. And then, ghetto be fun sometimes, though. <clears throat> LOL. Put on for the city sexy. It's just. Where's she from? What city is she from? Miami? I don't know. She I mean, be. if she's out here in Miami, I'm thinking that she went to Miami, not that she's from Miami. Damn, somebody else said whole whole section smell like Newport so, and child support. Why would y'all say that? Now, see. <laughs> Why would you now see? Now, why would y'all say that? Now see. Some things are just funny. That does not mean they're okay. <laughs> now see. Some things are going to automatically emit a chuckle. Actually, she gave me Memphis. Did she give Memphis? Let me see. Wow. I'll find out. So I mean, I find it hard to critique this as well because I feel like there's something for everybody. Um, I feel like she's from St. Louis. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. um, okay. Same. Yeah, there's something for everybody. There's something for everybody to do. There's an audience for everybody. I say this often, and my ability to be open-minded and accept other people's form, my attempt, sorry, to be open-minded and accept all people's forms of arts, like as long as it's not hurting nobody. Um, and I still feel like, I feel like it's a very fine line. Will I say my honest thoughts? Would I, as a BET exec or planner over talent, have said we would like her and we would like her to do this song? You know, probably not. And I mean, also on BET, like when we watch it, we can't hear the cuss words and things like that. So like they already have a mind for like what they want to put on TV. So I don't know, I just don't, if I think the biggest issue for me, though, is if we weren't in this age of all these people trying to capitalize on the TikTok audience, we wouldn't be having a lot of these conversations. Fair. Like there, like you said, there was this era where the BET Award, like Beyonce used to come to the BET Awards. I feel like that's enough of a description. Like people used mm -hmm. to show up to the BET Awards to get their awards because it was this well-respected thing. Um, and I don't mean any, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with the BET Awards itself. I think it's necessary. It is, it has been a pillar in our culture and celebrating us for so long. And I feel like it should continue to do that. I just feel like also in this race to keep up with the times, there is a lack of commitment to just a standard. And I think what is uniform across these other award shows is that they have a standard of just how they do things. Mm -hmm. So um, I say all this to say, <clears throat> and this young woman should be able to rap about whatever she wants to rap about. And she should have stages to do this. 
I think it's one of those time and place things, but as like OBO said, it still all brushes very dearly with respectability politics, and I ain't never been a fan, so. Mm. Yeah, no, I get that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Well, that's all I have for it. Okay. I just feel like I'm about to be out of town. Oh, I'm around. <laughs> Pink, booty hawk. Lasered. Brown. Mm-hmm. Lasered. Praise God. Ooh, got it. <laughs> all right, so the big kahuna of the day. Ooh, child. Oof. Stand up. I was trying to think. Mm-hmm. I uh, don't take my black card for this, but I couldn't. Girl. I know you've been tired and you need somebody to talk to. Girl. You don't have to be. Uh, don't you be, be afraid, afraid to say it hurt you. I'm your girl. We you your, my girl. We your. And don't, don't you know, know that, that we love you? Now that is the context for the next sentence. Megan Good, girl, we need you to stand up. And I, there's so much context that needs to be given. I just, okay, the people don't know. So let me talk to the people. Yeah, don't act go. like the people don't know. Let's, let's keep them abreast of what's going on here. So um, as you guys know, Jonathan Majors was arrested in New York City a couple months ago. Was that like March-ish? No. Mm-hmm. Right when we launched about that. Oh, well, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, April then. Mm-hmm. Um he was arrested for the assault and harassment of his ex-girlfriend, Grace Jabari. Grace has since been granted an order of protection. Um, mm. This happened right after the release of Creed 3. So first came, first like, we, we already know. We thirsted over the man. We was in love with the man. He gave us love for our country. He gave us the best villain the MCU ever had had. Um, then he did Creed 3 and showed us he could do black and Negro as well. I mean, like, nigga. You know, and then he got arrested for putting his hands on somebody right after doing a movie where he had to get really, really buff. Um, so, like I said, Jabari, Grace Jabari, has been granted an order of protection, and um, she accused him of causing multiple in- injuries, including a broken finger, a twisted arm, and a bleeding ear after an altercation in a car on a Chinatown street corner in NYC. Um, And I think, you know, as more information comes out, we get a clearer picture of at least kind of the circumstances because for the longest, I don't know about y'all, but I thought this happened in their apartment. Mm -mm, I I thought it happened in a car. It didn't happen in a taxi? I thought, like, she was arguing with him and putting her for, you know, I don't know what she was doing, but having the episode, quote unquote, in the car, then they went inside. I don't know. But, um, yeah. And so... There are things that we have heard about what happened in the house, but the car incident was the main altercation, and it just got more complicated at the house once the police arrived. Um, so there have been additional things to come out about this case. First, we got those text messages. Remember the text messages? Mm-hmm. That gave off the very textbook IPV responses. That's intimate partner violence. Um, and... Major's lawyer put that out trying to absolve him because she was saying things like it's my fault I grabbed your phone and um, they explained to me what strangulation is like I don't know who you gotta explain strangulation to and I said that didn't happen Um, I want to do whatever I can to get you out of this in addition to that the lawyer is now saying that there is a driver willing to testify on Major's behalf that the cops who went to Major's penthouse on that day were racist and coached Jabari into blaming Major's how how the driver know that? We'll get through it. It seemed a little fishy to me. <laughs> we'll get through it. 
The alleged, the alleged Jabari was not injured after the car ride and went out drinking after, which there, which there is video evidence support. I did see that. After she left the area, she was drinking um, and went back to Major's penthouse, and she had, and she had allegedly been drinking to the point of throwing up and taking sleeping pills or her falling at some point, which is where her his lawyer is saying she received all these injuries to begin with. Um, Chaudhry, the lawyer, also points out that Jabari says, I don't know, 19 times in the body cam footage of her being interviewed by cops about her injuries. And Chaudhry alleges that Majors was assaulted in these events. Um, now, this is just a backstory, and we'll get back to Megan in a second. But for me, seeing all of these things still doesn't do it for me, not because I want Jonathan Majors to be guilty, not because I was loud about believing the behaviors or like the actions to have happened for this woman to be assaulted. But knowing what assault is and what it does to a victim, these things to me don't necessarily just completely absolve someone because it can still be put alongside those text messages as all behavior of someone from intimate uh, who's suffering domestic abuse. You know, I can go and do, I can be, um, reactionary i can be wild and angry with you we can both be erratic in our behavior like so those are my thoughts about that and it's kind of want, wanted to ask you guys because someone did ask me oh you gonna uh, walk back on your statement now that there's more evidence no i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna wait until like we literally get a clear picture like until and we might not never but like you know until we see this girl be like, yeah, I plotted the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are things that I don't feel like can just be absolved. And it's really tough. It's really tough if someone is framing you for something like this because women, especially today, are more likely to believe, more likely to be believed. But the reality is abuse victims and abusers do engage in like a certain set, like pattern of behaviors that it still looks like it's being played out here. So those are my thoughts. And just want to ask you guys what you think with this additional evidence here. I feel like intimidation is also hard for me to clock in scenarios mm. similar to this. Mm. So I always think about like the abused as, <clears throat> excuse me, as like, and again, this is all like, who are we, right? But at the same time, I'm like, someone saying I don't know 19 times doesn't yeah. doesn't mean anything to me. Like, just yeah. be honest, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because I've seen people say I don't know to cover up things, to like not have to deal with I've things, to, out of fear. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that go into abuse, so I think it's very, very hard to prove or disprove. So I think mm -hmm. in scenarios like this is just very touchy, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, my immediate thoughts are it's very, very touchy. Yeah. I just think that accountability would have been more attractive in this situation. On and so, mm -hmm. okay. on his part, yeah. you know, just saying that we've all been in relationships you know we've all had moments where maybe we've gotten louder with our partner than we should have or where we've handled something in a way that was inappropriate because we allowed our emotions to overtake our logic at the time but this is just it's very much giving the lawyer's strategy is so cheap and mm -hmm. so obvious Nobody's buying this. And we have to just be real with ourselves. Like, oh, she went out drinking and took sleeping pills and then she fell down some stairs. Like, is that serious? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that even if it was, I'm a human being and I was in a relationship and yes, things got ugly and I'm working through it. That's none of y'all business. I would have respected that more because I don't think it's fair either to drag down this man and make him into a villain for 
being a human and doing a human thing in public. What's if, a human thing in public? What do you compartmentalize as a human thing? He, I think it's human to make a mistake or not even mistake. I think it's human to react. Emotionally. Yes, to react emotionally and inappropriately. And that's all that this was. It was a reaction. And not all that this was to make it smaller than it is. Right. right. But it is what it was. He, his reaction was inappropriate. And it was also inconsiderate. You are way bigger than this person. At the end of the day, even something that may seem like a small shove to you could be huge to her. And so it was, I don't want to call it a mistake because I also don't know his intentions. I don't know if this is something that they did from time to time. I don't know anything. This is, again, this man's business. Mm -hmm. But let's be real. You know what happened. She knows what happened. And I think that it's just being put as this, oh, the cops were racist. And they're like, come on. Yeah, that's a that's a bit crazy. I mean, as a black person, the race card, wild. Like, like let's, let's cut it out. Because I think what's also needs to be considered is not – when this incident happened, so many more people came out about an abusive record of this person's behavior, like yeah. malignant behavior from this individual. And so even if it's a situation where I was trying to do better and I fell short, I think a fall from grace is human. It's possibly the most human thing. Um, but like you're saying, I do think accountability was necessary here, but accountability was going to be skirted at every corner because this person was at such a height in their career and had so many hands invested in it. And so sure. that's also coloring my thought processes for how the defense makes this because it's by any means necessary to try to make him come out with a clean slate when if there's strangulation marks on somebody's neck, which is what was reported, if that's a lie, then the police need to say so. Mm-hmm. Somebody put their hands on that girl's neck. Yeah. That's not okay, point blank, period. Um, now, new court date. Set for August 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he went in there. He went to the courthouse for some reason for them to, to say these are the new things that we're presenting. And I think they went in there to try to just get it thrown out, which is dumb because this, this is not throwing out nothing for me. And I'm not even no lawyer. Um, but guess who was with him, y'all? Guess who was on his arm? Megan Good. I'm trying to think of something, something catchy to say. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. But I didn't know when it was coming. So I just said Megan Good. Um... Yeah. Thoughts. There's more to say, but I just <laughs> thought immediately when I saw the photo, because mm-hmm. I think it was a post somebody put up. Ooh. <clears throat> I just you don't have to do this. <laughs> we love you. We love we don't care about any of that. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. Um, I just feel like first of all, Baby, and when I say baby, I'm talking about John. You're not in a place to be dating nobody. Mm. You are not. You just been, even if it wasn't that, you just been through a breakup. You just been through a breakup that you're going to court about. You just been through a breakup you're going to court about that you lost a bunch of money and businesses and connections. and uh, You got a lot going on. You don't need to be in nobody's relationship. Have they confirmed they're in a relationship? That's what they're saying. I mean, that boneless uh, blazer he had on. Now, um, OVO, <laughs> Oma Laura Jones, it's time to take your microphone. You're out of here. 
That's the name of the episode, Boneless Blazer. <laughs> I just, Let's continue. I just feel like that was my initial thoughts when it came to their union. Because mm-hmm. I'm not dating anybody who allows me in a boneless blazer <laughs> at, at court. I'm not doing it. To me, that let me know she doesn't really, this is not real. Because mm. why would you allow that? <laughs> like, he got dressed and came downstairs. You're like, let's go, man. Let's go. Let's get in the car. <laughs> Nothing else you said changed. But okay, cool. Um, I think, I wonder who is more active in the stunt of it all, right? Like, is this like, hey, I'm black, guys. Like, I'm with a black woman. This is a, you know what I'm saying? This is a white woman. I have a black woman. You know, she's, she's, she's you know, curvy, the things. Is this just kind of like we were talking prior to, and it just so happened that this is bad timing? Is this, you know, like what is I the? I wouldn't be surprised if somebody would have said she was the one on the phone. She was the text messages that were seen. This lawyer, terrible. The PR, the publicist, whoever is putting this together, it's just it's giving. Where's Olivia Pope at this point? Hello. It's bad. Especially Olivia would have told you to hang it up. Yeah. Right. Hang the hang that boneless blazer up too. Yeah, I feel like I think with this too, it's like if this is a black ploy, we could have got like a tent fade. I wouldn't have mind. I wouldn't have complained. No. Come on. <laughs> We got no. boneless blazer. We got it even all around. No, it is giving, also... giving Frank from Moesha. Please. It's just. Okay. It is also a thing. I'm about to go. The, sh- <laughs> like the, the lawyer just needs to stop. Um, Please. And when I, I yeah. forgot yeah. Sure. who. She was somebody else's lawyer that they said when we first heard about this. And I was like, why do he got that? What? <laughs> Anyways, um, it is also strategic to alter the appearance of your client to evoke certain subliminal messages or subconscious thinking of the judge and the mm-hmm. jury. And so him looking disheveled at his prime, I think was a very intentional choice. Mm. I think Megan Good being by his side was a very disrespectful choice. Mm. To us. To us. Mm-hmm. Us meaning black people black or black women? Black, women. black okay. people, black women. Because you, ha- And it's not even that Jonathan wasn't on our side, but he dated white women. Like we knew that about him. And we, like we gave him the grace for that just because he was fine. You know, and so for him to have a black woman on his arm now at his time, at his low point, mm. and also to pull someone like Megan Good, and I also want to contextualize and say this, Megan Good is a icon, I think, mm-hmm. in our culture. Absolutely. She is a, she is a staple to when it, when it comes to black cinema. Mm-hmm. I think she is so valuable, but I think it is also interesting that they chose someone like her who may not be as high profile and be willing to participate in this and i don't know what the willing part is motivated by Mm. but i just think it's a slap in everybody's face including hers because it has to even if like yes pr stunt whatever like i think we all have decided that's probably what this is Mm -hmm. but what do you think it says about you that you were approached to be this person Mm. to be this tool to be this Mm. object of people's disdain and discontent Mm -hmm. and disappointment on this man's arm when you just don't have to be you think she's oblivious in any way i i don't know nothing about making good but i just want to believe that she's smarter than that i think that i want to give it the benefit of doubt that she knows exactly what's going on I just think that there are deeper reasons than oblivion to why people make these decisions, whether it's financial or status or just feeling like they're doing a good thing. You know, some people just have good hearts. Um, I think that there's levels and layers to why people do things that don't make sense to us on the outside. Sometimes people don't feel like they have a choice either. I think that for us, it's not so much judging Megan. I, I'll say for me, it's not so much judging Megan mm-hmm. as to say, like, girl, why would you do this? Because 
what's going through your head. It's, I see so much more in you. You don't have to do this. I look at you as this way. But as we know, even in our own friends, sometimes we look at our friends more than they look at themselves. So, What is the this for you? You don't have to do this. What is? You do this? not have to get this man through this weak-ass trial. Let him take his L. Yeah. Let him Let take him... his lick. Yeah. Let him take his And send lick. him a text message. Damn, bro. This not bro. crazy. Bro is insane. And I feel like that's also I wish you the best. You are in my prayers. All... It's really sad. Mm. Um, because with all this context... The actions and the steps are colored with um, a manipulative tone for me, mm. like anything that could possibly be done in relation to this. So I even think that could very well how this be, that could very well be how the situation came about. Megan sending a text, "Hey man, hope you're doing all right. Going through this." Text messages beginning, "Oh man, thank you so much for reaching out." Like whatever, like whatever relationship forming to like gain like meaningful and genuine support and hey do you mind spending time with me today like and we're outside and we're getting like everybody knows what's going on but I just also see it all as being very strategic like I don't know I don't know but um can I okay read something from one of these receipts real fast yeah just to give us some Mm -hmm. context what's the deal um, cause this really explains my feelings to the question that you asked also to mm-hmm. why I'm just like, bro, like somebody says Megan good spending her first summer back outside as a hot divorcee going in a publicly going on a public publicity stunt tour with the nigga that beat up his white girlfriend. Freedom is chasing us and we keep running away. Yeah, I don't know. My friend keeps saying these words to me. Um, <laughs> every time I tell her to get on the apps. She says she's decentering men, and I don't think a lot of Ooh. women have, um, or people who are interested in men, period, have been able to do that. Um, yeah, so that's what that. And I think ma- I think manipulation is an undertone in the fabric of dating mm. men in general. Mm. We're being mm-hmm. really, really fair here. Mm. I think some who are lucky or well, I don't even want to say well read, or just or just have done the work to get up on the opposite end of that. But even if it wasn't manipulation for a trial, right? I think a lot of men are in the habit of being self-serving. Mm-hmm. And this comes from a man. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And I think it just kind of becomes habitual for a lot of people to, you know, kind of decide, like, how can your existence benefit me? Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to be exempt from times of need. Because I think a blind man can see that this isn't the, um, the right time. Forget celebrity. Forget who he is as a person. If somebody you just not just meeting, I'm just going to go on a limb and say that they weren't chummy before this. The facts on, on the paper don't make much sense. Hey, y'all, I'm saying I'm in court with a girlfriend I just had because the claim is this. But you want to go to dinner? I don't want to go to that dinner. No. I'm, I'm, I'm okay, actually. I, th- I think I'm no. okay. <laughs> like, I think, I think I'm fine. I don't know, but I think I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it becomes this, <laughs> like, I don't know when you're okay, but I'm really okay. And so I think in these moments like this, it becomes a little bit more about like, A, how are, we, how are we prioritizing our wellness? Like, what does that look like, like in these times, right? And I think B, I get that we're funny. People are funny. Life is funny. I get that Twitter's a funny place. Everybody wants to make fun of the things. And I get that from like a very like lackadaisical, lighthearted energy. But these are p- actual people. Yeah. These are actual people's lives. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Homegirl, however, 
has marks on her neck. Homegirl, however, is in trial. He's in trial. Megan is, is involved. And so it becomes a really big conversation to me about, like, A, what are we willing to do mm. for willing to do uh, tell me what you're willing to do baby but you know what i'm saying like what are you willing to do like you know what i'm saying because it can't be this deep or this this heavy like come on sis but you know such is the life i get it um right now megan signifies a thing mm. historically for us and that is siding with black men um, for the pre- preservation of their reputation, um, mm. the preservation of their appearance, like public appearance and overall safety, mm. like experiencing. Yeah. The goal is for him to not experience the consequences for his actions here. And I think it's really unfortunate that Megan was used in this situation. Um, and like you said, these are people, and we'll never know them. I think we can all, on the court of public court of public opinion, try to ascertain what goes on here, and we might all be very well correct. But the end of the day is that we never know. Yeah. And I really, really want to give this woman grace, simply because of what she represents, and knowing so many black women, including myself, who, ooh, what did I say? What did I say? I'm gonna try to look for this as I'm saying it, but I can't, and it's fine. But I recently spoke at a feminist conference and I talked about how I was so anti-feminist simply because it just wasn't attractive. Like at the time it wasn't Mm. in, um, I I had not decentered men. And my experience with loving black culture, I always have been in love with black history, but I began to really conceptualize intersectionality once I understood how my commitment and loyalty to blackness was not serving me. Mm. And in many cases, making me victim to a lot of things that that dynamic could produce. And I wrote this line, it was so powerful and I wish I could remember it exactly, but I had prioritized a man's potential to be good Mm. over my safety. And that is like a running theme in our culture. And so I want to have grace and empathy and sympathy for this woman because if that is the case, I know exactly where it's coming from. But similar to this tweet, there's so much opportunity for freedom for us. And it's difficult for all of us to grasp it, even when it's right there in front of our face. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of us, much like our ancestors, do not and may never not know what freedom looks like even if it is there in our face. No, not what to do with it, per se. Um, so, yes, that's what Megan is representing. Um, majors, and this is news to me, maybe I just ain't been in the loop, but it's joining the likes and ranks with other men who, black male celebrities who have a history of um, either knowingly or allegedly being abusive towards their white partners O.J. Simpson, yes, but also Terrence Howard and Dennis Rodman. Y'all know about that? Terrence. Yeah. Let me click the link. Let's, well, then the headline is Terrence Howard, what? Terrence Howard admits hitting ex-wife. So there's that. Okay. I did not know that. Too much for one episode, yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> too much for the intro. Right along. Um, yeah. You're, it's, it's interesting you talked about 
what you said when you paraphrase like the belief in someone else's potential because mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of our socialization um, kind of says that the belief in others kind of promotes the beliefs in ourselves mm-hmm. and so i think when i think about even relationships right like this idea that i have to believe that somebody else is going to do something and that's going to impact my ability to do something mm-hmm. and i think about relationships as this goal and I think even with Megan, I think she's dealt with a lot in her career. Like, what's wrong with her? Kind of that same Holly Berry thing, right? Like, you're mm. gorgeous, you're talented, the things. Why you can't really hook no man? And mm. a lot of the value, I think, even socialization again, a lot of the value for women, I think, has been placed on either their body parts or their ability to hook other, the opposite sex. You know what I'm mm. saying? And so I can see even her in this scenario kind of being like, this is not only my opportunity to showcase my ability to, like, stand beside, like even like show my womanhood essentially. Cause I think I, I see so many conversations with women, especially we did with Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, we did it with, uh, uh, again, Holly Berry, making, like all these people who are powerful and beautiful and the things and the nerves to not have a man on their arm while doing it makes them almost less something. And I could see there possibly being some sort of in her, like this is my opportunity to not only show my ability to get with a guy, my ability to uplift one, to empower one, to hold on to one, to support one, to back one. You know what I'm saying? In the sense, in the midst, like you say, like I, as a black woman, am standing on the front lines with black men, and often those front lines are not front lines that you had anything to do with. Mm. But it's like you're being dragged into a scenario, and under not even false pretenses, but under this idea that I can be a woman enough. You know what I'm saying? Like even when I hear people talk about womanhood, I was watching um. And it was some, I can't remember who it was. She was a singer, but she was talking about, she said, I'm a woman. And her next sentence was, I can cook, I can clean. Yeah. And those are kind of like her, like validating her as a woman. I, I can cook, I can clean the things. But it's like, is that what makes you a woman? Mm. Like, like, are there things that you can do for other people what makes you a woman? Or not even other people, for, for a man romantically. And so in these, these conversations to me, again, like point to some of the like really, really terrible sides of socialization, man, because I mm. think it's so mm-hmm. disheartening, in my opinion, to have to decenter men. How did you center them? Mm. In the first place. In the first place. Well, because they centered themselves, and we just trying to undo that. Mm-hmm. That's literally it. They centered themselves <laughs> the whole mm-hmm. time. Um, somebody gave them a vision. I don't believe the story about Eve. I got questions for the big man upstairs once I get to the gate. You know, but somebody somewhere told them that they was the one. It was the once I get to the gate. Because <laughs> I'm going to be up there. Once he let me in. Yeah. <laughs> buzz me in. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, but yeah, no, like we literally just have to, uh. And that's the, I didn't want to uh, put this in here because I don't think this applies to the two subjects that we're talking about particularly. Mm-hmm. But um, our researcher, Victor, shout out to Victor. What up, Victor? Uh, woo woo. Um, he says, let me read this whole sentence. The other thing about the history of this happening with celebrities is how money and fame impact it all. Not only does research show that it usually takes a celebrity of greater or equal status of the accused abuser before anyone takes the accusation seriously, but the fame and money that come with being a movie star with a trajectory like majors with a trajectory like majors is such a strong breeding ground for Stockholm syndrome. Mm. And I know we say this is like one of the most commonly used psychological terms like across the internet because mm. of probably like CSI and criminal minds and shit. Mm-hmm. But um, if you don't know what it means, Stockholm syndrome is what words, girl. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, what in the high school musical? <laughs> Matt, Matt, okay. Matt. Okay. <laughs> St- 
Stockholm syndrome essentially happens when the abused starts to feel sympathy for their abuser. Yeah. This can show up in many ways, but that's what's most relevant here is the victim's preoccupation. But what's most relevant here is the victim's preoccupation with protecting the abuser, which we see in text messages between Majors and Jabari. Mm-hmm. Um, and those things, I think, just apply to what we just said culturally about men and us. So there's that. For sure. So, I, mean, I think it also our overgeneralizations promote that. You don't think? Like, yes. all men cheat. And so if all men cheat, I'm going to give you the benefit of that off the bat because I know you're going to cheat. So when you cheat, because I know you will, mm-hmm. there's grace already premeditated for you. I already have grace for your mishaps. But mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I think those uh, it's just become such an interesting thing that the fabric of relationships, especially heterosexual ones, is this idea that a man is going to do a bunch of stuff. And I immediately am going to have to have grace for the bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that grace is also reflected on the opposite end. Hell no. (laughs) What? Wrong room. I wasn't sure what kind of podcast this was. (laughs) So I just. What? But you know what I mean? Like even this. Mm -hmm. I mean this is super off topic a little bit. But like with the Cardi B and Offset thing. Right. Uh, The little funny thing that they're doing right now. Where he apparently called her out um, for cheating. And. The people were on Twitter talking about how, like, well, he cheated a few times, and this is her first indiscretion. Like, but it's like that for a woman to cheat. I think we cannot unsocialize ourselves to say it was emotional. Y'all went to dinner. You loved him. It was great. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because we, mm-hmm. we are, again, conditioned to believe that mm-hmm. men do things mm-hmm. a certain way and women do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. And you decide who's going to win, who's going to get the brunt of the stick. And I think it just becomes a very interesting topic. You know, when you said the thing about women earlier, well, not even just women, but um, the way that we socialize women as to, you know, you're this type of woman, you don't have such and such yet. I do truly wish that our joy and success as black women were enough for you guys, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. for you to just see you're whole, you're standing, you're healthy, your skin looks amazing. You seem pretty happy. I love that for you. Instead of trying to figure out what the broken piece or the missing thing is. Um, Because not too much on Megan, because at the end of the day, we're human beings too. You know, I don't want to drag too much of what she's doing as maybe she feels like this is right in her spirit. But um, I've often seen a lot of her content center around not wanting to be the pretty girl anymore or not wanting to take on certain roles or not wanting to be viewed in this or just feeling like it's not enough. Um, and I wish that we would be, especially after her going through this divorce, which seemed like a very heavy thing for her. Um, I wish this would be the time of us seeing Megan continue to shine in Megan, not Megan as it associates with another thing so that we can celebrate Megan. Um, not Megan's storyline being brought down by this person who hasn't done the right things and is going through something that she has no link or cause to. So, yeah. So apparently there's this concept called muling. Y'all heard of muling? No. So muling is essentially is when you come in to carry the load or do the work. Oh, like a mule. Okay. Yes. Got it. <laughs> Makes sense. Yes. And so that it looks as if Megan Good has been brought in to do this thing. And we keep saying like something she purportedly has nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. But we've also seen this historically, like not even just for the sake of protecting a man's appearance or image or reputation, but just historically we've done the muling, whether it is grassroots work for movements or whether it is being the Mm. first woman of a movement, um, no shade, no tea, Um, whether, 
ain't gonna have no sense. Or it being like married to a com- like. I can just say this. I can say a couple things. First of all, let me just read what's here. We've seen tons of history of black women muling from the load they carried on the plantation, from the work that they did during the civil rights movement to the mm-hmm. role they play in Black Lives Matter today. Yeah. Black Lives Matter is a movement that women started. Um, but when I think about it, the civil rights really stuck out to me because I remember watching in Selma where they gave us a little bit of tea that I would say that he did, but that Martin Luther King cheated on Coretta. Uh, <laughs> I know she was gonna bring my goods in. Okay. Anyways, but like you know, she had a That's decision. Fair. She made her decision. Whatever. Then I think back to also one of my favorite things that I've talked about ever. My favorite civil rights movement is the Children's March of Birmingham, mm-hmm. and that one was orchestrated by um, James Bevel, and it's like it's really. It, I hate when niggas just can't be good niggas. Because you really fuck up the lore. Damn. Um, but the difference between us and white people is that we can admit that. Hello? Mm-hmm. Um, but James Bevel orchestrated these kids by using code words on the radio to talk about when the march was, would happen, when they should come out of school, what they should pack, you know, like where to meet. Like, he, like it's really, really cool. Mm. Whole time sexually abusing his daughters. Mm. So, like, we mule. And, like, family, like, knowing that. We mule. We do that. We carry the load so things can happen. And um, I would like y'all to start carrying your own shit. I'm surprised it has a mm-hmm. name, though, because it seems like it's just like what happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it just feels like mm-hmm. what happened. I'm surprised we named it. It sounds like rolls. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just what goes down. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I like when things get names, though. No, me too. It, gives, yeah. it allows them to be identified. It, it reduces the invisibility of the experience. You know, I wonder what that looks like to change. Look, I think again, I think some women and men in general, and not to make this all about like the well, I kind of believe a man happens, whatever. But like, you know, I think it's like if if I think there probably is a large group of women who have who take pride in being mules before they mm-hmm. figure out there's a name for it, right? But mm-hmm. I don't think they call it that. But they, they take pride in holding a person down. Take pride in, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a, I saw something and the girl was like, if my man do something. I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna pull the trigger for him. Or so, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of idea, right? To kind of get people to say, like, you know, you are a ride or me. die. Me, either. I'm not a ride or die. I am a. I am the open the door while the car is moving and roll out. I will. I'm not officer. He just went down the stairs. <laughs> like, if holding somebody down holds you back, Ooh. let it go. I am the. If I sneeze and you didn't say bless you, I'm gonna think that you have a, a, a propensity to be an abuser. I'm out of here. Kind of like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even letting it get Wait, that far. Whoa, that's how I rock that's and roll. Crazy <laughs> I don't even play them games. If I see a little piece, like why did you particular about like rudeness. why did you put the plate down so heavily? Mm-hmm. Abuse, I'm gone. Like I, I don't have it. I don't. Like I noticed. Thank you. Don't rub your tongue easy. What's that about? I'm out of here. I'm not doing it. But mm. again, I think people have kind of become. He's a runner. He's a track star. I'm listening. He don't run away when it gets hard. That's me. Before it gets hard, I'm out of here. Literally, Fat Joe said it on Megan Good attending court with him. I want a woman to hold me down. Oh, see now because it becomes in the fabric. This is what then it looks somebody like. Somebody said, which brings to the next point: the pastor prepped her to be a good woman. Talking about Fat Joe again, and she just got divorced from that man, and we don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know if anybody like if there was articles about that, but mm-hmm. she was very excited to be in his marriage with this person in in, in divorce. Um, and after having been the first woman of a church 
that can come with a lot of pressures. For like sure. having like one we do know is like they kept not wanting her to be sexy. And she mm-hmm. was like, Well, I'm fine, I'm sexy so enough. I'm gonna do that. Okay. <laughs> and shout out to you. But there are so many unwavering expectations. Like you have to have complete and full support of the pastor publicly to never go against his decision. This level of protection and loyalty that isn't always healthy. Mm. Um, but has been proven over and over again because the first lady is to go down with the ship after yeah. their pastor sinks in it. So, yeah. like, what what type of trauma could she have left that with and be bringing it to this new thing, especially with such a short distance between the two? But it sucks. It really sucks because there is this very, this, this very <coughs> small window. I won't call it a small window because I think it's a window that black folks gonna jump through every time when it comes to a black man being accused by a white woman and that it's the history of white bitches be lying. Um, She's also 41. What would that mean? Which so she, so she has knows things and has sense? Sure. Oh. But, I think but. There's a biological clock that's happening. I mean, uh, I, I don't know what her interests are, if we're being honest. And I think, mm. again, if we're talking about socialization, all those things play uh, a part. She's a 41 year, old, 41 year old black woman. She's a career woman. I mean, Career woman or queer woman? Is she queer? I said. I, oh, I said career. Oh, okay. I thought you. I thought you. I thought you were being shady about the whole career part. I said she ain't got no career. No, what you trying to say? No, I, I got see, you. I didn't say that. You so did. you didn't. What I'm saying. I mm. thought that she, I, I'm being. I got a shady undertone with me because mm, I said, wait okay. a minute. But no, like yeah, I think it, I, again I'm, as I'm listening to this, I'm just like, oh, okay, just I think socialization is just doing its big one, per usual. Just, Conditioning is doing this big one per usual. Society on that is doing this same one. thread, though, somebody said, not that same thread specifically, but this mm-hmm. same tone of topic of conversation. Um, somebody said, what Megan Good is doing is a dream for so many black women. Mm-hmm. They fantasize about being a rock for their men and protecting them from the bad white women that stole them. Ooh. And we really... <laughs> the bad white women that stole them? Yeah. <laughs> We really have to disconnect ourselves from a lot of these narratives. I love the the men are very upset about the soft girl era and all the eras for real. They're mm-hmm. like going in on the shade room comments like y'all just take anything on the internet and run with it. Pissed because these eras are allowing women to be the main characters of their own stories, to mm-hmm. be, you know, the thing that feeds their soul rather than having to be validated by somebody else's storyline or by the way grandma did it or by the way that the television shows and the movies are showing it as and i'm gonna just say this and i'm gonna shut up um universe <laughs> obio i took a class in college about eve there was a story mm. that was written um and i'm not gonna misquote i'll probably put it in the story or something like that when i figure out the exact book but there was a, a take on the story of adam and eve with Eve being the focal point. And it kind of brought us into the fact that Eve was this creation and she saw herself for the first time and fell in love with herself and Mm -hmm. recognized that she Mm -hmm. no longer needed Adam. Mm -hmm. And it was her hunger for self and figuring out, is there something bigger than who I am and what's going on now that created a divide between her and Adam. And so I think that sometimes we just look at it as, this stupid girl just ate an apple. And it's not that. There's so many layers to that story in itself. Um, and I think sometimes that's what's happening right now is that we are figuring out self. We're figuring out um, what does it look like outside of relationship or burden or thing to these men and these people and in getting out of the fantasy about being somebody something. Because you being a rock for these men – 
as soon as you are that rock and something for them to stand on, many of us have experienced that they take that sturdiness, they take that support, and then they bring that to somebody else. Even if it's not just another black woman. I mean, even if it's not another uh, a white woman or something, it's somebody else. And it's never the rock. And sometimes it's somebody else is them. Themselves, like yeah. they just like right. absorb it all up within themselves and have nothing else to offer back. Yeah. There's a war on agency. That's, that's kind of how I mm. tend to put it. You know what I mean? Even when you talk about the soft life just now, if if a man tells you you can have a soft life, then it's fine. <laughs> if you proclaim a soft life for yourself, it's an issue. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how we treat most marginalized groups, right? Like, you can do what I tell you. Mm-hmm. And if that's good, then good luck to you, girl. Congrats. If it's not good, oh, well, deal with it. And it becomes this really interesting lane of, like, who has the power? Even, like, even likewise to self-defense. I tend to always get a little annoyed when I hear stories like, well, she hit me, but was it self-defense? Like, even for me, I'm a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. I've been in situations that were abusive, don't get me wrong, but I, I didn't crack certain heads because it wasn't, a, it wouldn't have been defense to me. Like, mm-hmm. in my mind, like, like you didn't have the ability to, like, deplete me. You had the ability to, like, really get, you know what I mean? Like, she shoved me. Cute. I'm not saying anybody should put their hands on anybody. Not, not at all. I'm not saying that in mm-hmm. the least. But I am saying that there's a distinct difference between you, you know what I'm saying, fearing for your safety and ego in my Mm -hmm. opinion, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so this idea that like, well, she was in my face and she did it, uh, cute. And I'm not saying this is this scenario, but I'm just saying again, when it comes down to the ego and the things, I think we have have a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. And this scenario has a lot of work to do on both sides, relationship, platonic, um, socialism, all that stuff has a big part in this whole entire scope. I just hate that black folks just keep having to run into this stuff. So such is life. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. All right. Peace. Is there a heart? Is there a heart in the house tonight? Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. <laughs> this is this part for me. <laughs>